Good Tuesday afternoon, everybody. My name is Anthony Grossi. Welcome to your DOT in 5, and let's jump right into it. Several Charlotte employees will be furloughed for 10 days to be completed by June 30th. The furloughs will apply to all staffers who earn over $50,000 a year, including head football coach Will Healy and head men's basketball coach Ron Sanchez. Athletic Director Mike Hill insists the furloughs are not indicative of impending staff reductions, but are reflective of revenue losses, saying, quote, Without changes, our mission to administer successful, rewarding programs for our student-athletes will be affected, as will our department's overall viability. Without fans in the stands this season for Creighton men's basketball, the Blue Jays may lose nearly half of their revenue, with men's basketball generating $5 million in ticket sales, $5 million in donations, and $2 million in in-arena sponsorships in fiscal year 20. Thus far, Creighton's cost containment measures have saved the department roughly $4 million. Athletic Director Bruce Rasmussen saying on starting the season without fans, quote, We just felt it was better to start conservatively. As we get comfortable and as we see what we need to do, what adjustments we need to make, our hope is that we can gradually add fans as the season progresses. A Southern female student athlete was allegedly punched in the chest and verbally assaulted in an incident Jaguars athletic director Roman Banks believes was racially motivated. The situation took place yesterday evening near LSU's campus. Banks saying, quote, we are wholly and completely focused on the safety and well-being of our student athletes. In football COVID updates, the Alabama LSU and Texas A&M Tennessee football games for this weekend have been postponed due to cases in contact tracing for the Tigers and Aggies. The Athletics' Peter Bott reports that Missouri is also dealing with COVID issues. The Navy-Memphis football matchup for Saturday has been postponed. Kansas State is down upwards of 20 guys right now due to COVID-19, according to head coach Chris Kleiman. Auburn is pausing football activities after nine student-athletes and three staffers tested positive after going seven weeks without a single positive test. Head coach Gus Malzahn says the positive cases can't be traced to a certain event or events, but notes the team getting out of its routine during the off week may have had something to do with that. The UAB at UTEP kick has been moved from El Paso to Midland, Texas, and will be played at Midland High School. The game has also been moved up one day to November 20th. Utah State will not allow fans into Maverick Stadium for Saturday's matchup with Fresno State. In COVID-related pauses, Albany is going full pause, including a suspension of all athletic activities due to a presumptive 3.3% positivity rate among 3,400 samples submitted by on-campus students. Bucknell is postponing all athletic activities after 26 active cases on campus. Niagara is also pausing men's basketball practice after 46 positive tests on campus and 160 in quarantine due to contact tracing. Minnesota is suspending men's and women's basketball workouts due to multiple positive tests among team members. In attendance and scheduling notes, New Mexico is considering moving its basketball operations to El Paso due to stringent health restrictions in the state. The Aggies are reportedly inquiring about multiple locations and the possibility of the women's basketball team temporarily relocating to Arizona, although it remains to be seen if Governor Michelle Luan Grisham is on board. Duke will begin its winter sports season without fans, including at Cameron Indoor. Davidson does not anticipate fans at men's or women's basketball, and Weber State will begin the season the same way. Evansville will have a capacity of 500 fans for hoops games this season, and Florida State will limit attendance at hoops games to 25%. The NCHC revealed its shortened 26-game slate, which will begin with a pod of all eight schools in Omaha December 1st through the 20th. Each team will play 10 games. As if there wasn't enough COVID talk, USA Today's Dan Wilkin posits that it's time to start considering a bubble for the college football playoff, given the ongoing outbreaks, including all the ones I just mentioned. 
CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock indicates there has been no talk of a single-site bubble. Wilkins' suggestion is to follow Major League Baseball's lead, have the four CFP teams tested after their conference championship games, fly them to a single location, quarantine, establish the bubble, and play the semifinal games on New Year's Day, and keep the winners there until time to play the title game. The Southern Conference has reached a new six-year agreement with ESPN and ESPN Plus through the 2025-26 academic year. The new deal includes more men's basketball regular season games on ESPN, as well as expanded conference tournament coverage that will include the semifinals and championship. CSMG assisted the SOCON in evaluating the broadcast landscape as it works toward a contract. Media consultant Patrick Crakes commenting, quote, Paywall streaming builds value incrementally with established distribution. The Southern Conference gets a digital home for all content, while select high-value events are distributed on scaled-reach, high-circulation established platforms. In the past, this kind of deal would not be possible. And that is all for your D1T in 5 for Tuesday afternoon, November 10th. If you enjoy the show, be sure to leave a 5-star review and let me know your thoughts by replying to your D1 ticker email via the link in the podcast description or on social media at D1 ticker. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates and what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. My name is Anthony Grassi, and we will see you bright and early Wednesday morning.